Hey Passion Designer, today's Tuesdays, Tuesdays. This is Christelle Saudi, your host, and our guest for today's episode is Coach Saraya. You will find that there are references of launching her course in January because we recorded this back in December. But hey, Coach Saraya's course is open, it's out now, and it's open for applications. Just follow Coach Saraya on her socials and check out her course, The Art of Seduction. What is it all about? Well, if you are in sales or a freelancer, this is for you. In The Art of Seduction, she will teach you how to be yummy and how to close your sales calls. Okay, on this episode, I learned a lot of things and you will find that Saraya did most of the talking, <laughs> like a proper interview. I was in my best listening mode while we were having this conversation and you know, I found myself agreeing to a lot of things to the point of being speechless because she literally just said everything that was on my mind. In relation to designing your path, this is probably, you know, one of the takeaways that I won't ever forget. And this is one thing that stuck in my mind. So it's to stop obsessing about the future and stop wanting to have the control of how much you earn. You know why? Because great things happen when you follow your heart and your intuition and then you will find that everything will follow well that's it dm me on instagram and tell me what your takeaway is from this episode and again don't forget to subscribe on spotify and other podcast platforms and leave a review if you are on apple podcast or go to podchaser.com and look for the passion design hub to listen and also to leave a review. Hey you guys, I'm Christelle Saudi and this is the Passion Design Hub where we share stories of amazing women, their self-care journey, and how they design their lives to live a life of purpose. My mission is to help and inspire fellow women to take care of ourselves. A lot of women often find themselves too busy to give themselves break. Some women don't even realize that they are already tired until they break down one day because of exhaustion. This podcast is here with new episodes every Tuesday to remind everyone to pause and take a break. So join me every Tuesdays to choose this day to choose ourselves. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Fashion Design Hub podcast and I'm your host Christelle Saudi. I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today. She is a client relationship coach who helps freelancers and entrepreneurs connect with their clients effortlessly, naturally, without anxiety and stress, using her art of seduction techniques. Blended with her 15 years experience in marketing, business, freelancing, and relationship coaching, she has helped hundreds of clients overcome their blocks and get their ideal clients or jobs. 
Let's welcome to the show, Saraya Ordinario. Hi, Coach Saraya. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, Christelle. Thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. It's a pleasure. And I'm so excited for today's episode because, well, each episode is special to me because I get to learn from different stories of women. And I'm sure yours is truly a unique one as well. So, Saraya, can you just fill us in a little bit more about yourself for our listeners? Yeah, sure. Um, all right, where do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not really sure where do you want to start. Like, probably tell your story. All right. So, as uh, Crystal mentioned a while ago, currently I'm working as a full-time client relationship coach. Well, it's actually an accidental career. So maybe I'll tell the story of that. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'm really a copywriter by profession. So um, I studied copywriting, so um, email, sales pages, etc. And then um, I, I belong to this group of freelancers called the Freelance Movement Tribe. And um, so basically, it's a tribe of like 2,000 plus people who are freelancers or want to become freelancers so freelancers are online um, like uh, kind of like online business owners or probably skilled contractors as some of them are or in other words like online um, uh, workers (laughs) Mm -hmm. so for some it's like a business for some it's work so it really depends on what stage they're in so what I noticed, um, I was I was still a copywriter back then. So I, I I joined a mentorship program, some mentorship programs for copywriting, and then started my career as a freelancer. Um, but prior to that, so I'll probably I'll tell more a bit of a, of a backstory before I go to how I became a client relationship coach. So yeah. prior to becoming um, a freelancer, I was actually a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I knew early on when I was in college that employment was not for me. And when I read about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I just resonated with that book. That was way back 2003, I think, or 2004. So I knew back then that I just couldn't really become an employee like going to the office, doing the same thing every day, sitting in a desk, taking orders. So I started um, uh, several businesses. So most of them failed <laughs> because, of course, I didn't have any background in business. But that's how I learn. I usually learn through my own experiences and my own mistakes. And um, I also tried uh, networking, network marketing. I think I learned a lot in there when it comes to like um, persuasions, persuasion skills and marketing. Really useful trainings. And also building teams, you know, interacting with people. And then um, I also tried um, a call center. So uh, I, I worked in call centers before. Like I, I think I worked in three call centers. And that was, I think, the time that I realized that employment was really not for me because I really couldn't last long in that kind of a setup. And then um, until I got married and had kids, I decided that I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I didn't want to miss out on my on, you know, on that opportunity to actually raise my kids and uh, be there for them. So going back to office work or a call center was definitely out of the, the question. So that was when I started looking for online jobs and I landed a job as a writer. 
I became a writer for real estate agents in the U.S. for their blogs, um, like writing the listings for their homes uh, that they were selling, etc. And um, I got that job. I think I lasted for nine years before um, I had to quit because I had to set up another business. So I put up another business. Um, so that was my route, actually. Like um, It was in between always working online or having a business. Because for me, the, the highest value that I had was actually, you know, just being home, being there for my children and taking care of them. So, um, yeah, so I went to the traditional business route again. And that went well, actually. So for, I think, uh, maybe five years that went well until COVID happened this year. Mm-hmm. So in March of this year, we had to... Um, shut down the business because we are in a food distribution business. So we had to shut it down due to the restrictions of the lockdown. So um, it was a good thing that in January, I was already curious about freelancing and I already was studying about, you know, email marketing, funnels, etc. So I had a backup when, when the business closed. I had a backup. So there, uh, as I mentioned, I, I'm a part of the freelance movement tribe and I have uh, several, uh, I enrolled in several courses on copywriting and that was my career. But what happened was, while I was interacting with these people from the group, these freelancers, I noticed that they were actually having difficulties in connecting with clients. Like um, they had the skills, they had the offer and they were really very good in what they do. But when it, come, when it came to connecting with clients, they were having a hard time just getting clients because they can't talk to them or, you know, they get scared or anxious or they don't know what to say. And they miss the right opportunities to actually close deals just because of that problem. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, I forgot. Last year, I also became a relationship coach. So that's an important part of the story. <laughs> I forgot to mention it. Sorry. Yeah, so... It, it, I'm kind of spontaneous that way. So, you know, I don't really have like a set destination or direction. Like I lo- love trying out things. So last year I tried out um, be- being a relationship coach because I was fascinated with relationships, communication and stuff like that. And, you know, also to enhance my own um, my own relationships as well. So I became a relationship coach for, I think, six months. And um, it was under an American company, so we took calls from clients all over the world, and I learned a lot about relationships and communication from that job. So going back, fast forward to becoming a freelancer and noticing all these communication problems with freelancers that were actually hindering them from getting their clients, I um, I kind of figured out that you know um, I. I was able to actually get clients um, easier. Like I never thought that it was easy for me until I saw how hard it was for them. Hmm. But you know, I, I I don't know what I don't I didn't really know how to help them. It was just an observation at that point. And then um, we had this like accountability group. Like we're in, the, I think we're the same account- group, right? Kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we had this meeting every Saturday where somebody, a resource person, um, came from who came also from the group would talk, and then I was one of those invited, and they asked me to talk about building better relationships with clients because I, they knew that I was a relationship coach, and um, at that time, 
um, I was also fascinated studying about the art of seduction by Robert Greene, as well as the psychology of seduction by a psychologist called Raj uh, Persaud. So he's Dr. Raj Persaud. And um, at that time, I was actually using those techniques to get clients for myself, like enhance my communication and how I build relationships and connect with clients. So that was the presentation I gave, like what, what framework I was doing in order to get clients. Um, then when I shared that presentation with that small group, I think it was just like 17 people. Um, the, the, the feedback was kind of amazing. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get that kind of feedback. And they were actually using the techniques that I taught and were also getting results that I wasn't also expecting. Like somebody uh, got from got a client for like $3,000 when she used to just get like $20 per hour from mm. her previous client. So stuff like that. And people were able to close um, like their ideal premium rates and get clients or get book calls Um quickly and effortlessly through the techniques that I taught. So um, when word got out, that became like another presentation, another invitation to make that presentation for a bigger group inside. So it was inside the tribe. So I presented another masterclass and it was a three hour long masterclass. And I didn't expect people to stay that long, but they did. So <laughs> apparently I was doing something right and they were enjoying the presentation and they were actually getting something from it because they won't stay for three hours if not. So yeah, the, the, the results from that was also amazing. Like it was totally unexpected um, on my end because for me, I was just sharing what I knew, what yeah. I learned from my experiences, my failures, my um, my learnings from my previous um, experiences as a business owner, as a network marketer, as a relationship coach, and then as a freelancer, and then, you know, getting all these problems from them and, you know, just finding out how I can uh, solve those problems using the techniques that I have. So after that masterclass, people started approaching me to ask for coaching and, um, to get more like detailed um, strategies about how I did things. So mm -hmm. that was when the coaching business started. I, I had to actually quit my full-time job as an email copywriter. I was working back then as uh, an email uh, marketing strategist in an agency, a digital marketing agency. So I really had to make that decision to, um, it, should I just do this without any without any certainty if I'm gonna you know make this same kind of income, uh -huh. or should I you know just do it on the side and you know still work at my my current job? But I felt kind of burned out um, doing both at the same time, and also there was something like tugging me in that direction that no, this is the direction that you should go, and and that is um, yeah, that is helping these people because it's the pandemic and people need jobs, people need income. And what you're giving is something of value that can help many people. So when I, when I realized that, I just followed my, my instincts and you know, I just quit my job. I talked to my manager and I told him, I told him that you know, um, I just feel that this is a calling or this is um, a direction that I need to take. Mm -hmm. You can easily replace me with anyone and train them, but 
what I'm teaching, no one else is actually able to teach in, in the way that I teach it. And, you know, uh, um, I think that I really need to do this full time. So it was like a, a big leap of faith for me because I've never experienced being like this kind of coach before for this kind of people. And basically, I just said, I just told myself, so I'll just, you know, help all these people and then bahala na. <laughs> it's like that. Like, you know, what will be, will be. So if this is the, the, the direction that my intuition is telling me, then I'll just follow it. And, you know, um, I'll just let the universe um, conspire <laughs> yeah. to make things happen. So I'm kind of woo-woo like that. But yeah. <laughs> So when I started coaching in September, um, that was it. So um, people were actually also getting results and that actually boosted my confidence as well that, yeah, this is something I can really do. And they were actually willing to pay for that coaching. So it became a full-time um, livelihood for me as well. And um since there were lots more, lots more people that wanted to learn, but, you know, I had limited time and energy, I decided to make a course for it so that more people can actually benefit from it. So that's in the works right now, the course. It's called uh, Freelancing and the Art of Seduction or Seduction Marketing. And it's going to be available in January. Hopefully, it's going to be launched in January. It's going to be a really special course. So... This is something that I feel that I'm going to be doing for quite a while. And I really put um, the copywriting gig on the back burner for now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as I mentioned, I'm just working on my intuition and whatever, <laughs> whatever feels right at the moment. And this is uh, what just, just what feels right at the moment. It's again, it's an accidental thing as you, as you might've noticed in my story, <laughs> it's not planned, Yeah, but yeah, great things happen when you just follow your heart and your intuition sometimes. So yeah, that's my story. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And I can, like, I'm always fascinated with these kinds of stories where I, I get to talk to women who just suddenly drop everything and just follow their heart, follow their passion, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And was it really that easy, Saraya? <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't easy. It wasn't. I, I, oh, oh my gosh wasn't easy. Um, as I mentioned, so I had to really um, think it through. Like if I, if I would drop my career, mm. would I earn the same? And I had bills to pay. I had loans to pay, like big loans to pay, credit cards, business loans for my failed businesses. And those were like big burdens on my shoulder that I kept on thinking about every day. But when I keep thinking about these people and the impact that I can make on them. And, you know, because this is my passion, actually, I'm, I'm very passionate about sharing ideas and helping people become unstuck, helping people um, become unblocked mm -hmm. and realize their potential. So that's a passion of mine that I really love doing. Like I've been teaching in church for, I think, 17 years, like um, youth and um, singles, married, married couples. I've been teaching and um, it's something that I really enjoy when, when you know, when you, you help them discover something within themselves that's always been there and that's just been blocked by limiting beliefs and what, ha what have you. But yeah, when, when, when I was deciding, it wasn't hard for me to decide that this is what I want. What was hard was the fact that I had to really embrace that uncertainty that 
will I will I still earn from this? How will I earn from this? But it just felt that it it just felt so right. And you know, I just let go of the expectation of the how. Mm-hmm. And I just focused on my why. So when I did that, everything just finally fell into place. When I stopped obsessing about um like the future or con- uh, like you know wanting to have control over how much I earn and stuff like that and started focusing on the why which is actually helping people and you know actually just um, letting my voice be heard I was surprised at the chain of events it wasn't easy because it was really a tough decision to drop like this security of mm-hmm. having a job yeah but it became easier along the way when, when you know, the right resources, the right people just came in. And, you know, it, it, that, those things, those resources and those people made it possible for me to continue doing what I'm doing right now and actually make it a sustainable source of income. And it actually now just surpassed my previous income from my business even wow. <laughs> so it's really amazing and amazing, it's not something yeah. I expected like I didn't come into this expecting I'd be rich or earn from it as I mentioned a while ago because I just came into it just to help but surprisingly yeah I think um, I'm, I'm now like proving to myself that it's true what what what's what they say in uh, like both in the go-givers book that the more you help, the more people you help, the more value you give, um, yeah. the more success you'll have. So money is a, an echo of success, like what Bob Berg said in The Go-Giver. And also in the law of reciprocity that, you know, when you give, the more you give, the more you receive. So I guess it's, it's, it's you know, it's a proof of that um, principle in action. When I just let go of, you know, holding on to that security out of, you know, just that sense of scarcity of not having any assured assurance of how will I pay my bills, my loans, and then just letting 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 that go, and then you know, just accepting that this is my path. I need to help more people. When I accepted that and I embraced that and I lived that every day, I was just surprised that you know, without any effort at all. Um, I was given this blessing of having this income that I don't need to worry anymore about, you know, um, paying all those bills and loans. And I think, yeah, it's, it's the universe's way of helping you um, help more people by, you know, giving you these resources that you don't need to worry about those things anymore, the things that you used to worry about so that you have more energy to just focus on helping more people. So yeah, I, I think I proved that to myself with, with experiences. It wasn't easy, but it's definitely a very, very amazing lesson for me on you know, how, how the laws of the universe works. Yeah, amazing. It's an amazing journey. And to think that it was an accidental thing and you just yeah. you were just doing the things that you, you loved and mm-hmm. just helping people. And I truly believe also that the universe, when you leap and it will just catch you, it, you won't fall, actually. It will just support your goals. And what happened to you is a testament. And look at you now, right? You are You are just doing what you love and earning from it. That's true. That's true. And yeah, and, and just helping people. I'm not really focused on the earning aspect, but it just naturally follows. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just naturally follows. Like the more you don't obsess about it, 
you know, it's really weird. But the more you don't obsess about the money, the more it, it um, easily comes. Like, you, you just attract it. Yeah, I think I remember a law on money. But I'm not really entirely sure. So <laughs> I can't quote it because I can't remember the exact word or phrases. But I think mm-hmm. money is a servant. It's a tool. So y- you don't hold on to it. It will just follow you. I, I think yeah, it's, like, it's like that. Yeah, like the master of money. Don't let money yeah. master you. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of like that. <laughs> I don't know where, where that quote came from, but I think I read that as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it. I read it somewhere. I don't know. Maybe in YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Because nowadays, um, part of my coaching is actually getting people unstuck from that mindset. Mm. That they're so obsessed about making money. True. They're so obsessed about making six figures. It becomes the goal. Like, okay, when you make six figures, the question is, what are you going to do with it? And they get stumped and they're like, I'm going to buy a house. It's, you know, it's, um, it's like when you're asking them why, they get stumped and they don't know what to answer right away. It's just like they were conditioned to believe that success is all about making, earning six to seven to eight figures, right? Right. And then when you ask them why, it takes them like minutes to, to respond. Like, why do you want to earn that amount? And, and that's the most important question when you ask yourself why. And it's not like, okay, you want to buy a house. Why do you want to buy a house? Why do you want to buy a car? Why do you want to, you know, when you, when you keep asking yourself why and you get stumped on the answer, it means that, you know, you don't really have that, desire or dream it's not really a desire or a dream it's not your heart's desire it's something that you are conditioned to just say or believe but you don't feel it in your heart so when you ask someone why do you want to earn six figures and they say because i want to be financially independent or financially free and you ask them why or because i want to travel the world or why do you want to travel the world so you know it it's a series of asking yourself why until you get to the deepest root of it and when you're connected with that when you're connected with that real deep purpose on why you want to do what you want to do and you know you're you're just so sure of it and committed to it you don't really need to obsess about making that six figures anymore what, what you become so dedicated and committed to is your why. Like how I, how I mentioned a while ago, when you're focused on the why you do things and you know it, it coincides with helping more people or giving value to the world or to more people, the universe will just you know, give, you, give you all those things that you want or you need in order to you know, continue what you're doing. So it's really kind of counterintuitive that, you know, you're not focusing on the goal of making money just for the sake of making money. Yeah. But when you're focused on your, your purpose, your calling, your why, you'll realize that it becomes easier. You move easier because you're not burdened anymore by that um, pressure of making money just to pay the bills making money just to pay the loans or just to pay the tuition or, you know, just to survive. Of course, we need all that. But what kind of a life is that if you're just, you know, doing things just to earn six figures? And so what? And then what? Right? When you die, when you're on your deathbed, would you say, oh, I wish I earned six figures? 
I don't think so, right, kids? <laughs> when you're on your deathbed, the most um the most uh, common things that I hear people saying is, I wish I spent more time with my kids or yeah. with my spouse. I wish I told them I love them. I wish they knew how much I love them. I wish I spent less time in the office. I wish, um, I wish my friends knew how much I love them. I wish I served people more, right? right. And I think money is such an obsession nowadays, but you know, money can be earned anytime. Like you can, you can earn that money. You can get money anywhere. You, can, right. you can easily get money, right? But time and energy are limited resources. And when you run out of time, that's it. You can run out of money now and then have money again tomorrow or next week or next month. Yeah. But when you run out of time and you run out of energy or health, as we call it, that's, um, you, don't, you can't control that anymore. And you can't go back to you know, having more of that. Right. So when, when, when you're focused on your why, your time and your energy becomes more directed and focused as well. And you, you're not wasting it on things that don't matter or won't take you there to your deepest why or to your deep calling. That includes money, like being distracted by money. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Aside from, you know, helping people and, you know, uh, receiving back that blessing in the form of financial or other abundance um, in other forms. It's really the focus and the direction that it gives when you're not obsessed about just making money in this life. It's not your end goal. Like, okay, so when I ask my clients, why, why do you want to be a freelancer? Because I want to earn six figures, right? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not content with that answer. I have to hear yeah. what's your deepest why. Yeah. Because once you have that, or once you don't have that, no amount of strategies that I teach about connecting with clients or productivity hacks will, will, will ever matter because your only focus is making money. Mm. But once you get down to your deepest why and you have this burning desire and commitment to actually get that you know, and experience that before you die, whatever it is, you'll just find that you, know, um, you don't need to follow, follow a lot of gurus or read a lot of self-help books. It's like you have your own internal compass Mm-hmm. that's guiding you to the right decisions and that's leading you to the right resources just because you're emitting this energy of um like you're always on a high vibration that you want to reach your goals you want to reach your it's not even i don't even want to call it goals because goals can change right, yeah, right. They change depending on your mood depending on the circumstances depending on your resources but when you're focused on really that your innermost desires or what you really want in life, your deepest whys, you, 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 be, you become like your own compass. And, you know, um, what I experienced was I'm not even looking at other people or, or how they do things. It's like I know where I want to go and I have my own way of doing things. And it's like the universe is supporting me in doing those things. Yeah. Because I'm clear about what I want. And I'm, I'm vibrating on this level that's, you know, it's, 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 it matches what I want. So since I'm clear with what I want, I know how to get it. Because I just trust my, I just trust whatever, you know, um, my heart tells me. And every time I do it, something good happens and something I'm not expecting. Like I can study tons of courses about marketing, but 
sometimes they just don't resonate well <laughs> with me. Yeah. Like I can study about funnels, but it doesn't resonate with me. That's right. But what 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 resonates with me is actually talking to people, you know, starting conversations and being more personal. That resonates with me. So now I know I don't have to spend a ton of money on other marketing resources because I'm very clear with what I want, right? Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, it does. It, it totally does. I mean, I, I get what you said about, you know, you don't really need to follow marketing gurus and everything. I mean, personally, I'm mm-hmm. really like, when I listen to these marketing teachers, quote unquote, um, it's like they're another version of just another guru or something. Right. So it really doesn't right. resonate with me. And I'm in agreement with you that if you talk to people and just show them, you know, have a true conversation with people that you want to reach out to, then that's true marketing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm not discounting that funnels and other like FB ads and other things work for other people. It's just me. It's just me and my style and you, that's you and your style. Yeah. So what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is if you're really sure about what you want and how, you know, how you operate, how you best operate and not try to fit into every mold or, you know, be, be tempted by every shiny object or be tempted by all these wins from other people and say, oh, I want a six figure. She got six figures. What did she do? I'll copy her. no. But if you're true to your why, like if you're true to what you really want, that will serve as your compass and your guide. So for example, because I'm sure with what I want, that I want real conversations with human beings and they're not just numbers to me, they're actual humans that I want to build relationships with, I want to connect with. Even if I don't get them as clients, I still want to, you know, build my network, build my relationships with them. Yeah. So now what, what, what that does is that becomes my compass, my guide. What courses should I take? What mentors, what mentors should I get? What kind of programs am I resonating with? And I'm not tempted by any shiny object anymore because I'm, I'm, I'm committed to and dedicated to my own personal compass or my own why. So what resonates with me? are these kinds of techniques. So the coaches that I got right now, the mentors I have right now also have these techniques. And I actually didn't look for them. It's just like they they landed <laughs> they landed in front of me like it's I don't know if you know if you believe in the law of attraction. I do. <laughs> but yeah, they I didn't even look for them. So I'm not really a fan of like self-help books and all these gurus. I don't follow too many people. I just, um, I just got two mentors that resonated with me both on the marketing level and on a spiritual level, mm. on a, not the spiritual religious, but it's like the energetic level. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, you know, since I followed these two people and, you know, stopped listening to all the other voices around me, what I call noise. So it's like, you have your compass and your noise cancellation um, tool when you're really sure about your why. Mm. You know, I made that, I made these up levels and quantum leaps when it comes to my career and knowing what next step to take, knowing my direction and even in, in the earning capacity. So it started with just being sure with what I wanted. And now I know that I don't even want what I did before. Like it took me 
I'm not saying my age, but it took me more than three decades <laughs> to really find this place where I'm sure, I'm finally sure what I want. Because before, it was always, okay, after graduating, um, oh, uh, after graduating high school, I'm going to get this course because this is what my parents want me to get because they want me to continue their business. Mm -hmm. But did I really want it? Honestly, no. My mom knows that already and she apologized to me for pressuring me into the course. And I love my mom. So yeah, we're okay. But um, yeah, so I took that four-year course that I didn't like. It was a fashion course in, in, a, in a good reputable school. So I, I thought that, okay, I had to get um, like work and businesses related to this course. And they failed because I didn't, I didn't enjoy them. I didn't like them. And, you know, the more I suppress that voice inside me and my desires and my wants, the more frustrated I became. Like, I was always chasing these things just for the money. Mm. I started uh, businesses just for the money. Went into network marketing, MLMs, just for the money. But all of them were short-lived. All of them failed. And I was never happy with any of them because it was always just for the money. Even with my email copywriting in that agency, it was just for the money because I needed to pay my bills. I needed to pay my loans. And I, it took me, as I mentioned, more than three decades. So when you asked me a while ago, was it easy? It wasn't because it also took like reprogramming all of the, 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 negative, re, the negative programming and limiting beliefs that I had since I was a kid that, you know, there's this one path to success mm -hmm. and you need to be rich in order to be successful and stuff like that, right? So when I finally, this year, when COVID happened and, you know, things started changing and we were in the house more, we were in touch with ourselves more, that was the time that I finally realized that um, I was able to actually go inward more and, you know, um, um, like think of why is my life like this? <laughs> why am I still not happy? Why mm -hmm. am, I not, am I not achieving my goals? And then I realized my goals aren't even aligned with what I really want. And when I asked myself, what do you really want? I was shocked with the answer because I didn't even know what I really wanted. Like I was operating on what everyone else wanted or what everyone else thought what, what was right right? Like, this is the path. This is the way this is, you know, and I never even for a second thought, okay, so what does Saraya want? Mm -hmm. What does what what makes her happy? Right? Because being a mom, being, being a mom, and you know, being a business owner and being everything else for everyone else. Sometimes, um, yeah, mostly women and, and mothers mm -hmm. have this problem that they feel that it's, uh, it's um, natural to sacrifice yourself mm -hmm. and sacrifice your needs and your wants and, you know, make other people's needs the priority. And I understand that. I get that because I was like that. Mm -hmm. But the more I did that, you know, the more, um, I don't know, lost maybe. Some, 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 say, some might say lost you felt. And I had all these sicknesses. I had all these like illnesses that can't be explained where they came from. Mm -hmm. But looking back, I, I realized they all came from stress. And actually, you know, suppressing that part of me, 
you know, uh, suppressing those those wants and those needs. And mm-hmm. it uh, manifested in the form of stress and all those physical sicknesses. Because I believe um, there's actually um, a talk in Mind Valley about that or a masterclass in Mind Valley about that, how stress actually is the cause, mm-hmm. scientifically proven already, of most chron- chronic illnesses like heart disease, stroke, yeah. cancer. I didn't get all those, but I had um, other chronic illnesses. But, you know, um, this year, so I had those illnesses for like more than 10 years, more than 10 years. I've, I've been to so many doctors. I've even been to the alternative doctors, integrative doctors, like those um, holistic doctors mm-hmm. who, who, you know, um, like have the natural homeopathic remedies, etc. But when I, when I started connecting more with myself this year, um, when COVID happened, like when the pandemic happened, um, and, you know, I started to realize, um, why is my life like this? It's because I was not taking care of myself. I was just, you know, um, doing things just to take care of my kids, to earn money. And that was a vicious cycle every day. So mm-hmm. take care of the kids, earn money, take care of the kids, earn money. But I was never in the picture. Yeah. So I, no matter what kind of sub, like I have, I think almost 20 different supplements, <laughs> but wow, <laughs> I was still getting sick and, you know, I don't know. I was, I, I, it came to a point that I had like, I had depression last year. And then when I finally admitted that to myself that I needed help and um, yeah, when, when, when I started seeking help and then focusing on taking care of myself, being more aware that it's not just the body that needs to be taken care of, but also your mind mm-hmm. and your, your spirit, your soul, your heart. Because I was always taking care of other people. So when, when I realized, so I got different kinds of help, life coach, a therapist, um, energy healer, um, and all of those things helped. There's like, as I mentioned, there's no one path to healing. Mm-hmm. So it can be in the form of, it really depends on what you resonate with, right? So it's not just doctors. It's not, it's not just like psychotherapists who can help you. They even sought out the help of energy healers. And um, that really helped me a lot in balancing um, my, my energy and, you know, releasing all the, the negative um, energetic blocks that were in me since I was a child, like all these issues from the past and things like that. So I faced all that this year, since last year, actually. And um, when I started taking good care of myself, my um, like a balance of the body, the mind, um, I went to the gym every day mm-hmm. and uh, not because I had to or I wanted to be sexy, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to. I, you know, it's something that I want to do. It's not something, oh, I have to go to the gym. So that's something I also learned. I, I'm not ever forcing myself to do things that I don't like. I started with that. Mm-hmm. Like, Saraya, if you're going to do something, it has to be because you want to do it and not because you should do it or somebody told you to do it. So I actually enjoyed going to the gym. I, I actually enjoyed feeling stronger every day. I enjoyed the two-hour workouts. I didn't force myself to do cardio because it's not something I didn't want to do. So mm-hmm. I discovered that I wanted to do weight. So it was actually a baby step in discovering what Saraya really wants mm-hmm. and not what the world tells you what is right, right? Like right. people will tell you that 
go go on a keto diet, go on an HIIT workout, go on a <laughs> cardio workout. I didn't enjoy all those stuff. And apparently, not enjoying them was actually a sign that my body didn't need them because I confirmed from my from my doctor that um, she told me that um, because of your chronic condition, I have this chronic condition that's like a lifetime condition. Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to do cardio or HIIT. So oh, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's why I never liked it at all, even before knowing. <laughs> even before knowing that it's not really meant for my body. Mm-hmm. So that was a big revelation for me that, yeah, I should start listening to myself more. I should start listening to my body more. It's not like I'm a being a whiner or complaining, but it's actually my body telling me, this is what I need. This is what, what your body needs. This is what your body doesn't need. And this is not, not good for your body. So it's, the, it's a baby step. So my going to the gym, it made me realize, okay, so I don't want this, but I do want this. I want to do weights because I love the feeling of becoming stronger. And I love the feeling of overcoming that first it's painful and then it becomes less painful and it becomes um, like your superpower. <laughs> so the pain becomes a power. So I, I enjoy that. And then I started to be more mindful of what I ate. I, I just, you know, I just forgot about all the diets. I just mm-hmm. ate what I wanted to eat and yeah. made sure that it was just in moderation and that I always moved every day in the gym. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Um, last March, um, before the lockdown happened, so as I mentioned, it um, I was very sick for 10 years. Like my blood tests were really they're never normal. Like Mm -hmm. I always had borderline high cholesterol, borderline high sugar. Mm -hmm. My thyroids, my thyroid tests are always low because I'm hypothyroid. So I always, you know, I have a hard time losing weight because Mm -hmm. I have slow metabolism. Then I had like fatty liver (laughs) and I was like, okay. And, And I was drinking a lot of supplements, but you know, none of them ever worked. But in March, when I started all those self-care stuff, like going to the gym and then meditating when I wanted to, you know, calming my mind and listening to my body more, listening to what I wanted more and doing the things that I wanted to do that made me happy, you know, carving out me time every week, going to the salon and actually getting a hairstyle that I wanted, mm-hmm. <laughs> the simple things like that. And when I had my blood tests last March, before the lockdown, I was really shocked. Like I wasn't expecting all of the, all of my blood tests became normal. Like it was the first time I ever felt normal. Oh, this is what normal feels. (laughs) And I celebrated that. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the first time I ever became a normal human being because I was always sick. It was in March that we started, uh, well, COVID started or the lockdown started, right? Yeah. is that when it you was, started paying more attention to your to your body or to yourself? No, I started paying more attention to my body um, December. Mm. So I think November, November. So November, I took a trip by myself. I went, I visited my, my siblings in the US. I, I was scared to death to take an international trip mm, by yeah. myself. It was the first time. But I took that trip because I just felt that I needed it. And that started it. So when I took that trip, you know, being my by myself and just being me, not being the mom, not being, you know, not being anyone else, but just being me again. So when I came back, 
um, from that trip, that's the time I started going to the gym regularly. So November, December, and then, you know, doing slowly doing all these things like going to um, consulting with healers and, um, you know, just even cutting down on toxic relationships. I did mm-hmm. that. I did that. And that's something I can't do before. Like I had no boundaries before. I was always the yes person. I would always, you know, um, give people benefit of the doubt. I was always afraid of hurting people. I couldn't even block people on Facebook. <laughs> you know, that was how bad I was. Like, I, I, I didn't want to hurt people. It, I'd rather hurt myself than hurt other people. But when I started, you know, like cutting out toxic people, starting with mm-hmm. my Facebook, you know, just unfriending and unfollowing people, I felt even lighter and, you know, cutting toxic relationships. Yeah. relationships that but the thing with Facebook me. is they won't even see or they won't even know that you have unfriended them I think right? when you block them they would or unless they oh, you know unless okay. they check your profile and they see that you're not friends or I don't know but um, I also had to cut a few relationships as well uh-huh. so okay. even in person in the personal life like not cut because I hated them but you mm-hmm. know just cut because it wasn't good for me anymore it was like draining my energy. So I had to do that, even with, with friends, you know. And it, it was a painful experience. Like, it was literally like giving birth. It, it's a painful experience. Mm. But after that, you realize that you have to really go through those pains in order to give, give birth to something new. Yeah, and right. yeah, um, I mean, it's not because you hate these people and they're not bad people. But maybe they just have like wounds or things that issues that they have to deal with. And, you know, you can't just deal that deal with that as of the moment, because I'm also in the process of healing and finding my new direction and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's not always when you cut relationships, it's not always coming from a place of negativity or hatred. Sometimes it comes from just a place of self-love. Yeah. So we, when I started, you know, just letting go of that guilt. I realized how much a big part of my life guilt was. Like it was the biggest block for me. I'd always feel guilty when, you know, um, yeah, like like things like that. I don't want to unfriend or block people because I felt guilty. I didn't want to give me time because I felt guilty that I might not be, be a good mom or not be spending that much time with my kids. I felt guilty when I said no to people. Mm. And when I, when I, when I realized from, you know, when, from consulting with therapists, the coach, the, the life coach and, and, and healers, um, I realized that that guilt was my number one enemy. I was my worst enemy. I was actually punishing myself. So when I released that guilt and started listening to myself more and not judging my wants and my desires, started, you know, started just what does Saraya want and giving Saraya what she wants. So that that led me to, yeah, um, going on a trip alone, going to the gym regularly, mm-hmm. being mindful of my eating. And it wasn't just because I was following some guru or some fad in dieting, but it was just coming from a place of, this is what I want. This is what my body wants. This is what feels good. This is what feels good for my body. When I do this, I feel relaxed. I feel calm. So it was more of a discovery of what worked for me mm-hmm. and not really, you know, um, just adapting to all these uh, fads or what other people say. 
So yeah, I'll, I'll try them, but if it doesn't resonate with me, I won't stick to them. So I was able to stick to that routine because I, I really enjoyed it. Like my body enjoyed it and I felt better. And, and the proof was on those blood tests last March that I became normal for the first time in forever. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, that, that was what normal feels. But then the lockdown happened. So the mm. gym went away. So the gym got closed and, you know, uh, seeing my friends was not anymore possible. Mm-hmm. That was actually an, another big part of my, my journey. Like having a very supportive group of friends, like, just a small circle of friends, but mm. you know, seeing them was not possible anymore. So I was like, I was thinking, okay, so COVID, um, you know, it's scary and it's, you know, it's, it's a hassle and people are so um, scared about it and, and, and people are dying and it's something serious and it, it really changed our lives. But then um, on the other hand, um, what happened was it forced all of us to really just, you know, be more in touch with ourselves mm because we're, we're, we're not exposed too much to the noise of the outside world. We're not exposed to office politics, right? Company politics, because we're just by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we're not exposed to traffic or, you yeah. know, the things that used to stress us, although there's a different level of stress uh, that COVID brought, but th- there's this, um, like, going inward in yourself, because you're able to, like, just dry drown out all the noise because you don't have any choice but to you know just to be with yourself your family and and the things that matter most just suddenly became clear and and it became clear to me that I've been you know I've been a yes person and I've been this um, person that's been giving to everyone else except myself for the longest time so one of the things that I realized that mattered most is what I want now what I want and when I gave that to myself, I not only became healthier, I became happier. And I became like clearer in my direction. And yeah, things just started falling into place. Like what I mentioned a while ago, like with the accidental career, which I found out this is my passion. And, you know, I was lost for the longest time. But when, when you start listening to, to yourself more, to your body and stop judging yourself and stop feeling guilty about you know, just listening to yourself, stop worrying about what other people think, stop following what other people do. And, you know, just um, being really certain about what you want. You become your own compass, you become your own guide. And you realize that you have this inner wisdom that's always been there. You're just so afraid to follow it because you're not getting any validation that it's right, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and um, getting the right kind of mentors that resonated with me and what I wanted in life really helped a lot because that's where I got that validation that, yeah, what, what I want is the right direction for me because they also did that. And, you know, they, they, they're living lives that um, I also want to live. So sometimes it's like that. It's, uh, you just need the right validation from people that you trust in order to know that you're going in the right direction, that your compass isn't broken. So sometimes we, we, we follow the compass of other people because we don't believe that we have that inner compass. But when, when you get that validation that, hey, your compass is great, it's not broken, it's working, then you get more confidence to actually just follow whatever your heart says. 
And, you know, the success, the happy relationships, the abundance, the health, it will all follow because it flows naturally. Like you get into this flow of things and um, it, you're more at ease with everything that you do. And it flows, it, it overflows to your relationships. You become a happier person. You, you make other people happier because you're happier yourself. You're not chasing love. You're not chasing money. You're not needy. You're not clingy. You're not having that scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. Because when you follow your heart, you know, it, when, when you make yourself happy, you feel that you're not really needing to depend on all these external stuff. And that's also what COVID taught me. Like before I was so dependent on the validation of other people that I'm doing the right thing, you know, um, getting, getting this validation that, yeah, you're, you're doing the right thing or, you know, um, do more of this because, um, you know, um, you'll get results. So I was like that before. But now I don't need that external validation because I'm feeling, um, I'm, I'm depending on what I'm feeling. Like if I give myself this, how do I feel? If I feel happy about it, then I know it's the right thing. But if I don't do this, or if I do this and something feels wrong, most likely it's wrong and something bad will happen. And it does. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's when I learned to really trust in my own self and I just, you know, found out that meditation is really so powerful. Like when you give yourself those few minutes in the morning or whatever time you wake up, like me, I'm not a morning person. That's also one thing I didn't force on myself. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to wake up in the morning. My, my, my mind works best at night when everyone else is asleep. <laughs> like I have two <laughs> boys. I have two boys. So, you know, you can imagine the chaos and the yeah. noise. So <laughs> my body is used to actually working at night and I found out in my sleep archetype, I think that's Michael, Dr. By my, Dr. Michael Bruce, I found out that I'm a night owl. So mm. there are really people who work in the night. So I don't really pressure myself to follow a morning formula or the 5 a.m. habit or whatever <laughs> yes. habits you have, right? I don't read all those things anymore because again, I'm clear with what I want. <laughs> I want to work at night. So I'm not buying all those books, all those programs and forcing myself with something that doesn't resonate with me, right? So it actually makes things simpler. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. you know, know what where I spend my time, my energy, and my money on. And you know, I'm not spent. I'm not wasting my time on things that don't matter to me and mm. to what I want. And when you, the more you follow other people, or the more you get caught by this shiny object syndrome, the more time, energy, and money you really waste. And and but really the 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 antidote to that is just really connecting with yourself more and you know finding out what is it that you really want, what is it that your heart desires, what is it that you know your calling is in the world, what is your purpose here, right? And it's not really all about being philanthropical or doing good. Sometimes it's a, a simple desire. What does what does kids really want? What does mm-hmm. Saraya really want? And sometimes, you know, it's just as simple as not having to wake up in the morning. <laughs> right? Not having to have an alarm clock and just enjoying an eight-hour sleep because it feels so refreshing. Things like that. And then, you know, you 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 start to do things to get what you want, right? 
Right. And I think it's it's really part of, you know, being mindful. I, I think from the story or from the story that you shared a while mm-hmm. back, it's really more of getting to know yourself, being mindful of yes. what, what you really want and, you know, everything will, will just fall into place. And mm-hmm. even sleeping, and it's good that you share that, you know, you found out yourself that you are a night, you are actually a night owl. That's, that just says that you have been listening to your body, really trying to check what is it that your body is uh you know capable of like you're you're not your energy is not up in the morning so Mm -hmm. at night you are most productive and that's part of I think being able to plan ahead of what you need to do you know when to actually you know work and focus your energy on and do something important which is at night for you exactly and 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 it it spills out to other aspects of your life like you know what kind of clients you want to get so if you want to work with me my work hours are 6 to 9:30 or 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. and you know if you can't work on on those times then i can't work with you as well yeah. so now your boundaries are getting clearer and you're not getting stressed because you're just accepting like what I did before, saying yes to everyone. Mm. Because you're clear with that simple thing that you want. I don't want to wake up early in the morning, <laughs> right? <laughs> it just boils down to being clear with what you want. And then, you know, you get, you, you get clear with the boundaries that you set, with the clients that you take, with the amount of work that you take. So now I know what kind of work suits me best. And it's not going to be... Um, corporate because corporate usually starts in the morning right I right. have to wake up early and I don't want that <laughs> and I experienced being unproductive because I'm not really working best in the morning why because I forced myself mm, to work yeah. for corporate why because of the money <laughs> <laughs> so you, you see the connection like you're doing something because of the money and your body is complaining and, yeah. and, you know, even the company is suffering because you're unproductive. But what if you just followed what your body wanted and needed, mm-hmm. what your heart wanted and needed, as simple as not waking up in the morning? You get creative and you get all these ideas what to do. And, you know, you, know, you're, you're, you become your inner compass. You know what direction to take because it's a non-negotiable for you. It becomes a non-negotiable. So that's also part of it, like being very clear with your boundaries, being mm. clear with your values, knowing what your, your top values are. Like you have this creed, you have this life creed that what you will and will not accept, what you will and will not tolerate, what you will and will not do, uh, people that you want to hang out with, clients that you want to work with, you have to really respect yourself and love yourself enough to have those clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. And you'll see how sustainable it becomes. Because I was living the life that I was jumping from one work to another, from one business to another, because I wasn't honoring myself. I wasn't honor. I didn't have any boundaries. I was just in it for the money. So I would I never listened to my body, to my heart, to, to my intuition. But now that I, I'm, I'm doing these stuff, the mindfulness stuff, and you know, just listening more to myself and drowning out the noise of the world and having that regular time for myself, I'm able to help more people. Yeah. 
and I'm able to actually do something I love and you know love waking up in the morning not in the morning I wake up kind of early <laughs> before lunch <laughs> waking up excited to do what you want to do yeah yeah because you didn't force you, yourself to like wake up at 5 yeah. a.m. <laughs> exactly so it's like you know putting gasoline in your car mm. and putting the right kind of gasoline yeah Before, I was like this car. I was this super fast car. But I kept on putting like diesel, right? Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to save money. I put in diesel, but it's not compatible with a car. Yeah. What I needed was the, the you know, this um, unleaded or whatever gasoline we call it. So the, the nitro or whatever. And I wasn't putting that in my car. It was just like that. That's mm-hmm. my analogy to it. Yeah. So when I started, you know, putting the right kind of gas which is my deepest why, listening to my deepest why, mm-hmm. the car started running faster. And I didn't even, you know, I didn't even plan, overthink or, or plan too much. It just happened naturally when I, when I just went with the flow of things. Mm-hmm. That's a very nice analogy. I didn't think of that before. Like I was only like using the analogy of, you know, getting the right program, like, you know, upgrade your phone because we need to mm-hmm. upgrade. I didn't yep. think of, you know, gas as the gas in the car analogy. And that's nice. So, <laughs> Saraya, you. you've mentioned about, well, you have mentioned a couple of self-care routines that you are doing. What's your definition of self-care from all the things that you are doing right now? Hmm. Self-care is actually listening to yourself, to your body. Listening to what it means and believing that it knows, you know, trusting that you know what you need. And when I say you, that's not the logical brain. That's not the logical thinking you. That's not the overthinking, overanalyzing you. It's actually silencing that part of yourself Mm -hmm. and then bringing out the wiser inner self, the higher self, as I like to call it. We all have that within us. It's just like hidden It's drowned out by all the noise in the world, in social media, in television, in movies, in everything, in our friends' opinions, or even family, or even our parents' opinions. So when you silence all that, and you start listening to that inner voice in you, and, and you know, trying to tap into that higher self, that's self-care, because you'll know what to do next. Like, I'm not going to teach a set of routines or, you know... Um, like meditation routines or visualization or affirmation or skin care, all of that will just, you know, naturally come out once you tap into your inner wisdom. And that for me is self-care because self-care, the, the routines I do might not be suitable for, for you or for other people, mm-hmm. right? So I can talk a bunch about my own self-care routines, but that might not resonate with other people. Right, like I'm not a morning person, so I don't wake up in the morning. But for some people, 5 a.m. is their power hour. Yeah, so I respect that. Mm-hmm. Right, but what I do is I just listen to myself. 5 a.m. is definitely not for me. It's I sleep at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I wake up at 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you know that's what my what my body is um, most optimum at, mm-hmm. and I don't give a fart if people say that you know. <laughs> that mornings are that the, the evening is when you regenerate and stuff like okay yeah but you know it doesn't work for me i tried working in the morning for 
over two decades, but it never worked. And finally, when I listened to myself, you know, when I when I started just doing the things that I wanted to do, not just working in the evenings, but you know, just not really stressing out on um, working for the money, not stressing out on all of these marketing techniques that 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 the, the marketing gurus, and you know, just following what resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, trying to help as many people as possible and connecting with them and, and finding out what they need to, instead of taking all these courses and listening to all these people, um, you know, talk about what I should do. When I, when I started listening to myself and then listening to other people, like what they need, mm-hmm. and then, you know, uh, matching that with what I can give, it just followed naturally what I need to do next, like with marketing. What's the next? Um, it's not even logical sometimes, but sometimes it's just like um, a quick intuition hit that, you know, just make this post or mm-hmm. um, do this live. or And, and you know, when, when I do that, when I follow that, things that I never expected actually happen. Like, for example, um, the old me would be like, okay, if you want like 50 sales of this, then you need to do step number one, step number two, step number three, (laughs) based on this marketing guru, right? Mm. But when I stopped that, I scrapped all that and I started listening to myself. And I learned this from one of my mentors. You know, we are all creators. We know how to create and, and our words are so powerful. Our minds are so powerful. So when I focused on the intention, I focused on my why, which is helping these people, you know, um, the ideas just started to naturally come in. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was I needed to act on those ideas immediately and not second guess myself. Because the time, that moment that you second guess yourself and started saying, okay, so um, is this really going to work? How is this going to work? <laughs> Are you sure about this? Then, you know, you fall back into your old patterns you look for a validation elsewhere and you just miss that opportunity. And I'm just so glad that I took all those opportunities where I just listened to myself because the results were more amazing and spectacular than mm-hmm. the results that I actually planned before mm-hmm. um, using the whatever um, marketing techniques that you know people taught me. So Basically, that's also part of my coaching, like how to tap into your superpowers, unlock your superpowers and unblock yourself from all those limiting beliefs, reprogram your mind in order for you to be able to tap into your inner self and, you know, your inner wisdom, because you already know what to do. Mm -hmm. And most of my clients, I don't even tell them what to do. Once I do that for them, like unblock them, you know, reprogram they already know what to do next. And I just validate and support them. And, mm-hmm. and they come back and report to me and say that, yeah, they're happier, their careers are better, their relationships are better. And I'm not giving them like specific things to do, a list of things to do. I'm just asking, I, I just basically ask them, what do you want? And then I just have this framework of how I guide them into, you know, um, making decisions that they can really stand by and commit commit to and not be drowned by the voices of other people or opinions of other people. So it, it works for me. I mean, I'm not claiming that I'm a guru in this kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. with, with my experience, with, with my story and with my struggles, it, it's kind of like something that I proved based on what happened actually to me. 
Mm-hmm. It's not something I read. It's not something I learned or paid for, but it's something that actually happened to me. And, and that's what I'm sharing with people. So I, I hopefully uh, people won't think that I'm not, I, I'm a guru or I'm an expert. I'm certified in anything, but it worked for me. So I'm just saying that if it worked for me, you know, and you want to try it, then go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's very powerful. I mean, giving, instead of, you know, teaching them and giving them the list of the things to do, it's actually giving them power to decide for themselves, right? I think that's, exactly. that's the, the, the real thing. It's not like in school that, you know, we have to be taught with, with this subject yes. and we have assignments and teachers will just tell us, you know, just spoon feeding. And mm-hmm. I, I guess there's this just be... one path to, yeah. you know, be a first honor. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. That's the reason I homeschooled my kids. I didn't want oh, them wow. to go through that same thing that they're so programmed to, you know, fit in the mold and have this one path to everything. Yeah, yeah. Although I was first honor, huh? <laughs> oh, wow. Congrats. <laughs> Me, honorable mention. <laughs> Only. <laughs> but I think because it's humans are just really good at adapting. You, you mentioned about the pandemic and it really like forced us to, to really think because we are, we're here, we, we're at home mm-hmm. and we're just by mm-hmm. ourselves. And it really pushed us to, to think and, you know, at least for me, what life is for, for me, which mm-hmm. is why, right. you know, I, I tried a lot of things during the, the lockdown and mm-hmm. I didn't get to like bring out courses and stuff because I, I was trying that, but podcast just suddenly appeared I just joined like a podcast challenge and mm-hmm. apparently I had a knack on editing and you know talking to people I think I, I have like very good listening skills and not do. like talking which is why I really enjoy podcasting I work full-time mm-hmm. and you know I just that's awesome yeah before I was like hey I really want to want to end this day I just want to rest but you know I just really get excited because this week almost every day I got the bookings for for recordings and I was like so ecstatic to like end the day but I'm I don't know the pandemic has has really brought a lot of good things for me and right right? it's just bringing us all together and you know realizing you know what we really are and what we are Mm -hmm. meant to do and I like I really enjoyed the conversation with you because I was just listening to your story and I was like amazed because it was like what she also experienced that and I also experienced that and I'm like mm-hmm. wow amazing <laughs> and that's the that's the life that you know we we just want to live exactly what you said a while ago that you're going to bed excited you're waking up excited every single day because you love what you do and we can all we can all have that if you just believe that you can have that but the thing is, you don't even know what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. You're not clear what you want to do. So this is the perfect time when, you know, we're all locked down to, mm. to just really go inwards and, and find that out in ourselves and stop, stop drowning yourself in all these voices. Even, you know, even social media has changed for me. I just use it as like a tool to connect and to earn, mm. but I don't scroll um, like mindlessly through it anymore like I used to. Because I'm sure with what I want. And I know that it won't bring me closer to what I want. Like scrolling through TikTok or, you know, it won't bring me closer. To, I don't even, like people would say that, okay, so TikTok is the, the latest marketing tool. You know, you have to have a lot of TikTok followers. But it 
just doesn't resonate with me. So I don't follow it. I mean, I don't, I don't even have the app. I'm not against TikTokers, okay? It's just that I don't see myself doing those things. So I'm not forcing it just because a marketing guru told me that this is the next best, best thing. So yeah. call me old-fashioned, but I do my, my marketing the old-fashioned way, organically, mm-hmm. building one connection at a time, and it's working for me. So what I'm just saying is, you know, find what works for you and not base it on other people's um, beliefs or what they say is right. Then once you find what works for you and based on what you want, that's the time you connect with with, uh, gurus or mentors or whatever that resonate with that. Don't just blindly follow people or follow fads in everything, in dieting, in health, in fashion, in in money-making, in relationships, right? Right. Even in relationships. Like, there's this, like, um, programming that we have since we were kids because of all these fairy tales in Disney movies that, you know, the girl has to wait for the Prince Charming to come and (laughs) rescue her. I just hated that when I was a kid. (laughs) I just knew that, you know, as a kid, this, this doesn't work for me. So even, you know, relationships are so programmed that there's this one way to a happy relationship, which is, you know, letting, waiting for Prince Charming or waiting for the right person, right? Mm-hmm. And, and life is so much bigger than that. And, you know, just waiting for love or looking for love. And, you know, there's, <laughs> love is such a big aspect that, you know, when, when you see the bigger, bigger picture, like how connected we all are, like there's, there, there's love for your family, there's love for your friends, there's love for your kids, there's love for other people. There's love for the less fortunate. There's love for the animals, like love for, for plants, right? Like these, all of these things um, <laughs> coming up during the pandemic, like sudden influx of plantitos and plantitas falling in love with plants. So I'm actually really happy with that because I'm feeling that we're more connected now than we ever were with, with yeah. not just each other, but with the earth, with That's plants, right. with animals, with food, with, you know, and people are actually being more aware of themselves as well, the connection to themselves. Because love is such an overrated thing. Like, you're not going to be happy if you don't find the love of your life. But what if you find yourself first? What if you love your, for yourself first? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if you're alone, um, if you find something that you can nurture, like a plant or an animal, right? A pet <laughs> <laughs> or other people, you know, help other people. It, it becomes less of, you know, um, the, the feeling of loneliness becomes lesser and lesser because you're, you're focused more on giving mm. than on, you know, on your lack, on what you lack. Oh, I don't have a love life. Oh, so what? <laughs> right? There's right. so many more things to life than a love life. There's so many <laughs> things that can make your life fulfilling. And I'm not discounting that, you know, love is a great thing. But yeah. the thing is, people feel that when they lack something that other people have, they're lesser, they're, they're lesser, they're, their chances of being happier are lesser. But it's not. We, we all have our own paths to happiness that we just have to find out. And the first step is just to really be aware of what you really want. Right. So for some people, it's not even what they want. They, they just don't want a partner, right? <laughs> yeah. People are forcing people, you know, so you just respect yourself and what you really want instead of doing things because um, this is uh, the norm or this is what culture says. 
this is what society says, right? Mm -hmm. right? You can still be a fulfilled individual even if you're alone or you don't have a partner. So, yeah, I think that's my message for those people who are locked down and, you know, feeling depressed because they can't go on dates like they did before <laughs> as a relationship coach. So, yeah, just find yourself and, you know, find that happiness and that, um, you know, that source of um, love and joy from within you. And, and that wisdom will guide you in the next steps that you will take. And sometimes you just, you know attract the right kind of person into your life mm -hmm. in, the, in the least expected ways and you find love in the least expected ways but it will it will happen when you're not fixated on it anymore and you're just focused on really just listening to more on on being rather than doing right. or chasing things right like before I was so obsessed with doing things like having this checklist, um, having perfect kids, doing these stuff to be the perfect mom, <laughs> doing these stuff to be the perfect um, businesswoman or what have you. So enroll in one course after the another after another and burn myself out with all these big <laughs> things and meetings. And when I started to actually cut down on all those things, like Marie Kondoing my life. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, materially and you know um things in the house my 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 work desk my stuff and things yeah. in my mind and expectations of myself and I started cutting all those things down and focus on just being like being calm being happy being centered being connected with myself and um and and being aware of that connection with other people and and the world and the earth right so being having that sense of being grounded and centered it made things really simple for me it made de deciding really simple even in what to wear like oh I, I realized I had too many clothes and I didn't yeah. even want to wear most of them like I only wanted to wear like five <laughs> maybe five of them and I didn't mind if I repeated them every day because I, I just these are the things that I wanted and I the other things I really don't want so when you're clear on that, you don't really care about what other, what other people think about anymore. And you're just basically happier because what they think doesn't matter. And yeah, you become clearer on where you spend your time. Like I don't spend my time on Netflix because I don't like all the other shows that other people recommend just because they say it's good. Mm. I won't watch it. I know what I want to watch. And, and most of those are based on also what makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And not just based on recommendations or the fear of missing out because people are talking about this or that. So my decisions are based on what makes me happy, what gives me joy, you know, and as long as it doesn't step on other people's boundaries or, you know, their rights or whatever, following what makes you happy or what gives you joy will actually make you a better person that's able to serve more people, that's able to help more people because you're coming from a place of abundance. Um, like you're overflowing with love and, um, and joy and gratitude yeah. that you can't help but just you know overflow with that and give that to other people. I love that As opposed word, to being the martyr, the self-sacrificing mom <laughs> that you feel that you know, your cup is running empty and I can't give more. So, you know, it's not selfish. Self-care and self-love is not selfish. It's the other way around. Yeah. Loving yourself first makes you love people even more. So for the moms out there, don't feel guilty. <laughs> if you still do, you can call me. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah, I think that's basically my message to people like me before. So thank you, kids, for this opportunity to bring that message out. Thank you too. I more really... moms and people need to hear that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to to find this episode actually a lot of. I don't want to say value bombs because that's just so overrated. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I learned a lot from from this conversation. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your story. So, Saraya, where can our listeners find you? Where can they look for you in social media? To ah, okay. So, if you need, um, you know, any guidance in, um, you know, bringing out your your superpowers <laughs> or unblocking those. Um, whatever is blocking you from getting your your goals in your career or in your in your life, um, I'm um, I'm on Facebook, so you can search for me. My my Facebook page, you can just type at client relationship coach, client relationship coach, and my Facebook page is Saraya. My name Saraya Guanzon Ordinario. Um, that's my profile as well. I also have a private group, so I don't know. Maybe kids can post um, the link to that. I'll yeah. give you the link. Yes. I have a private group where I have free lessons there um, for freelancers and entrepreneurs on how they can um, connect with clients easily and effortlessly using techniques that are very natural that, you know, um, that they can easily do based on what their strengths are and not, you know, just based on what other marketing gurus teach. So, yeah, so I have a private group. I have a Facebook page and you can also add me on Facebook. So just search for Saraya Guanzon Ordinario. Maybe kids can flash that as well. Yeah. Um, and the link to my private group as well. Thanks for that, Saraya. And to our listeners, if you also want to like check out this episode, you can look for this in crystalsaudi.com and look for Saraya Guanzon Ordinario. So that mm-hmm. episode will be uploaded there together with the show notes and all the links that Saraya has mentioned. So yeah, cool. thanks so much, Saraya. I really had fun in this conversation. Me learned too. a lot of things. Thanks so and much. I really appreciate you doing this, um, this kind of um, thing for women and for everyone else. And I really appreciate you just following your passion. I could feel your passion like from here. <laughs> for what you do so yeah thank you for being such an inspiration as well kids thank you thanks for listening to another episode of the passion design hub follow me on facebook and instagram for daily tips and inspiration tune in tuesday next week to listen to fresh stories of inspiring women see you